Born sometime in March of 2001, Jack Livingston Davis is a hack. Jack has tried his hand at many fields within the arts, screenwriting, acting, juggling, but he has struggled to make anything of note and frankly stands still at the same level of mediocrity he has for years. So now Jack has decided to take a turn into film criticism because anyone can do it, right? Wrong. Do not listen to this podcast. Robin. Yeah? What the heck are you doing? Oh, I'm just, I'm just recording the introduction to your podcast. I, I know. I was, I was listening in the other room. What the, <laughs> this isn't what I wrote for you. Oh, I know. I just decided to make a few edits to it. You, you don't need to make any edits. It was, it was, it was fine before. Uh, I just thought I could elevate the material a little bit. It was, you know, a bit droll if I say so myself. What's this about me juggling? I haven't juggled since I was six years old. Well, you weren't very good at it. Robin, I, I just wanted you to record an intro for my podcast. You, you rewrote the entire thing. What the heck, man? Well, if you weren't satisfied with my edits, you can try it yourself. I did. I did try it myself. I wrote a monologue for you to record. No need to. You know what? Forget it. Hi, I'm Jack. This is my podcast, Real the Real. Enjoy. Well, that was rather droll. Hey guys, this is Jack. Thank you guys for tuning into part one. Um, today in part two, Gary and I continue our conversation about Bohemian Rhapsody, Judy, and some of the Oscar bait movies that win for great performances. And we'll go on to talk about some Oscar snubs, uh, some Marvel movies, and we'll continue our conversation on Shia LaBeouf. So stay tuned. But yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody, I think I saw it in theaters. I was just like... I was like, I'm not feeling this. I don't know. I remember not like adoring Bohemian Rhapsody. I mean, I liked it. I thought he did a good job. I mean, to play Freddie Mercury, like that's fucking ballsy. Like I would never accept that. Like at least somebody come to me like, yo, we want you to play Freddie Mercury. He's here's 5 million bucks. I'd be like, no fucking chance. I would not do it. (laughs) Because I could literally ruin my life by botching that. Like, but also I do not accept Rocket Man slander. I feel like that's your other one. I love that movie. I dude, I saw that in theaters. I I loved it. I thought um, uh, I, I thought you were saying that was the other. Uh, no, it was it was Bohemian Rhapsody and Judy were the two. Uh, oh, I didn't see Judy. I didn't see Judy, but like I just heard, like people were like, "Okay, this is a crappy movie, but she's gonna win an Oscar for it," and that's like exactly what happened. So I just think it's weird, like Bohemian Rhapsody. I can think of a lot of movies like that, like where you you isolate one part of the movie and you're like, this is magnificent. But then like the whole movie. Yeah. Forgettable. So it's like, I felt like that with like Bohemian Rhapsody is very pleasant to watch and listen to, but I feel like rocket man was a better version of that. Dude, I fucking love rocket man. Taron Edgerton nailed that dude. I, I love that guy. Mm Mm-hmm. He's the bond. And he actually can sing and do the things that his character could do, which, yeah. <laughs> which is a I'm good like, thing. Yeah. Like, I'm he actually is doing that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he's such a cool guy. Like, if you watch him in, like, interviews and stuff, like, he's just so, like, he just bulls. Like, he's just, he's just a great guy. Yeah. Talks straight up. He talks honest. Because well, I knew him from uh, Kingsman. The I Kingsman knew him from Kingsman, yeah. Like, that was the only thing I'd ever seen him in. And then I watched Rocket Man, and then I went and watched him in Eddie the Eagle. He was good in that. I saw that, yeah. I mean, it was a, the movie was good, but 
he was he was awesome in that too. Like he's just he's one of those guys who's just good at it, you know. I think he's so. straight. Yeah, he was. Um, I think it's funny. Like he, him and Adam Sandler got like snubbed. Like I think it's funny. Like he, apparently, like, Taron Egerton campaigned harder than like anybody has ever campaigned to get nominated, and like nothing happened. So it was like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it sucks. It's weird. Because I, I, I mean, I forget who won best. Oh, Joaquin. Mm-hmm. Which was was awesome. Like it, it, it's all right. Like it makes sense that he got that. Yeah. Like I don't, you know, I don't disagree with that choice. I think they, I think he nailed it. Do you like? Do you like? Um, do you like it as a movie? Like the entire. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I understand when people don't like. I'm not like. I'm not one of those people like that is like. How do you not like this movie? But like I, um, I thought it was really good. I mean. So new take, you know, which was nice. Yeah. He wasn't like this diabolical dude. He was this, you know. Yeah. I I think it was a poor representation of uh, mental health, though. I think that was not I, – I don't think they, they hit the mark on that at all. Especially when it was very forced at the end when, like – I'm not going to say the spoiler, but, like, when the big thing happened on the, you know, on the show. Okay. And he's yeah. like – and he's like, you know, when – what do you get when you mix a mentally ill person and a society that abandons them? I was yeah. like, you don't say like, you don't say like that. It's like, too, it's like, it's too <laughs> self-aware of a line. Yeah. Like, it was yeah. very like, we're talking about mental illness right now. Yeah. And also we're not doing it well like that. I didn't like. And I think like, I think Todd Phillips. So I think it's weird. Like some directors, like I'm super excited for Edgar Wright's new movie. Like apparently it's going to be like this really, weird do you hear about it like last night in soho movie would you say is that that like four hour horror movie i think ari aster was gonna do a four hour horror movie that's him ari yeah no sorry no so edgar wright's baby driver right yeah yeah which i didn't didn't, what's he making this movie last night in soho it's like looks like yeah yeah Yeah. it's like time travel ish but it's got like anya taylor joy from like the witch um Tom, yeah thomason mckenzie from like jojo rabbit it looks it looks interesting i don't and apparently his next movie is an adaptation of like this thriller novel so it seems like he's going in like a different direction for now but like my point is like i think he's versatile in the sense that he can do that but like i don't know if joker was like a reach for todd phillips like todd phillips is like great at doing the hangover and stuff like that but I don't know if, like, if someone else maybe had directed it. I don't know. Because, like, Scott Silver, he wrote The Fighter. He's, like, that's one of my favorite movies. And he wrote the script for Joker. But I feel like there's stuff that's, like, not totally right with the movie. Like, kind of like what you were saying. Like, how it touches yeah. Yeah, but, like, ultimately, I thought the violence was really good in Joker. Which yeah. is a weird thing. But, like. <laughs> it was like it was not gratuitous like it was like it was net like anytime it happened it like happened for a very specific reason and on mm-hmm. purpose and moved the the plot forward yeah i found and also like it was good at being funny mm-hmm. like it it was a funny movie like when it like actually tried <laughs> to be 
I get. I don't. I don't remember leaving the theater and being like, "Ha!" Like it wasn't a funny movie, but like when you make a movie that heavy, it's like you need to yeah. have a couple. Left. Like like the comedian that went before him, like he just throws this like joke out. I forget what it is. It's something about like parking a car or something, and, and like. And I remember just like it was like so subtle and in the back, but it, like everybody in the theater like died hearing just the yeah. guy's joke over a TV. Like, yeah, like you, like like Todd Phillips put in like that comedy, and then like when like the the little the little guy um, trying to reach the door. I was just gonna say that after yeah. he just like slaughtered this guy. Like, yeah, it was just like he had his little moments, and it was it was funny. Yeah, or, or like when the guys were bullshitting in the um in like the dressing room. Uh huh uh like i don't know you call it like i get like their locker room after like the yeah yeah like being a clown like just little stuff like that like i thought it was a good i thought it was a good movie like it was solid except for the the things i said yeah um yeah see but no i'm curious to hear uh your your top fives my top fives damn um but also i don't when you asked me that i was like i don't really i can't ever say like a top five like and i feel like that's what anybody would five, but like, i can be like if you like, say a movie say. i can be like oh that's in my top five and then you're like what's your top five i'm like uh fuck, i don't know <laughs> yeah no well and it's like and mine's always shifting like it's like i can only tell you what my top five is right now yeah i know two or what were you gonna say no it's just because i'll remember like i won't like when i like when you said them you're like yeah i want us to talk about like what our top five movies are yeah I was like, okay. And then, like, when I sat down to, like, think, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I, there's a, a thousand movies that I'm not even thinking of right now. And, like, the, like, the other day, I saw, I have, like, a DVD collection. Not a collection. I just have, like, I have this store by me, Tunes. I don't know if Tunes is, like, an international thing. I don't know. Like, well, there's, there's a place by me called Tunes, and they always have, like, clearance DVDs. It's, like, you get, like, 99-cent DVDs, and I'll just grab, like, 10 and just go in with a $10 bill. So, yeah. And then, so I have a bunch of, like, I have like 10 movies over there and all of a sudden I was like, I could say that like five of these are in my top five, like, or like in my top, like, you know what I mean? And, but then like, the, but then like, I just remember I saw Cinderella man over there and I was yeah. like, Holy shit. I fucking love Cinderella man, but I haven't seen it in three years. Last time I saw it was when I was like, probably like 12 or something, but yeah, I remember, so, like, my dad shit, like, I probably could say that's in there. Cause I've seen that movie a hundred times. I love that yeah. movie. So like yeah, I had to basically find like very specific reasons why I picked these top five and why I picked them right now. Yeah, I'm trying to think because um, I didn't I didn't like I wasn't sure if I was gonna say like top five for 2019 or top five in general. Um, I guess I guess two in my top five. One would definitely hundred percent. I'm not sure where, but it's in the top five. Boogie Nights, like that's Boogie that, Nights that needs to hold a place um in there um because it's a movie i can just like watch even though like that probably says weird things about me if it's like oh i I would love to just sit down and like watch these people pretend to be like porn stars but it's like a great movie um and it's like prime john c Riley. like john c Riley is one of the most underrated actors on the surface he is the man yeah he's good at everything i i first realized that when i saw what's eating gilbert grape I don't know mm-hmm. if you ever saw that movie, the Leo Johnny Depp. When all of a sudden he was just like this good ass role in that. Yeah, I and forget I was like, who he was in that. He was like the um, like the contractor that like came by the house and like fixed up oh. their house. And, yeah. Know, with the, 
and also Chicago. Mm. Like, who would think that that man would play that part? Mr. Like, Cellophane? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what? And I didn't even see that movie. I just, like, know of the story. And then I watched mm. his scenes. Same. And, dude, he's good. Mm. I'm trying to think. There's definitely, like, maybe um, maybe Honey Boy is in my top five right now um, for, like, oh, yeah. Very- yeah, various reasons, but um, like Shia LaBeouf is just like so good in that movie, and it's like it's one of those it's one of those movies like I aspire to write because it's it's only like ninety something minutes long, but it like tells the story he sets out to tell, um, and it's also like. I don't know about like I have some like sobriety stuff in my life and just like seeing that on screen like dude I the first time I saw it I took like this girl to see it for some reason like at Philly Film Fest it was the only movie I caught at Philly Film Fest and all these people were like oh I saw the Irishman early like I never caught I heard about it way too late but I saw this um I brought this girl I guess in the long run I was trying to impress to like see Honey Boy and I'm like, I'm at the part where he's, he's like, how do you think it feels to like have your, have your son like paying you? And I'm just like, I'm like sniffling, like kind of crying a little. And this girl like looks up, she's like, she's like, are you, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, just like watch the movie. I'm good. Like I'm chill. <laughs> um, and it's like, that happened. Like I watched like Star is Born with my ex-girlfriend at like at my house it was like the third time i saw it ours born was fucking heavy man yeah i was i didn't know the story like it's a classic movie the mm-hmm. um the other one but i had never seen it yeah man oh man i was watching i was mm-hmm. like no way oh my god like honestly that movie, phenomenal dude lady gaga fuck yeah she should have top of the line she's in like the new or what were you saying no it was, when she sang that uh I knew when she sang that opera, La Vion Rose. The La Vion Rose, yeah. Dude, I was like, whole, I was like, all right, I'm strapped yeah. in. Like, that was when I buckled my seatbelt. I was like, all That's right. like in the beginning of, that's like in the beginning of the movie. And I just, um, yeah, I thought Bradley Cooper also, like, killed in that movie. I thought Sam Elliott was good. Like, it's just like, they did a really good job of putting you, I don't know, in, in, if it was, like, a different person and you're handling, like, this rock star and he's going on tour um, and this girl becoming a pop star, I could picture a scenario where you're watching it and you feel very, like, detached from the story. Like, you're like, oh, there's these, these like, famous people and their struggles. Or, but, like, whether it's through the Sam Elliott older brother character, like, and it's like them talking about touring and it's like him like drinking with her after a show. I, I feel like they put you like in their shoes. Like you felt like you were following them, but I could picture a scenario where you're like, eh, like I can't really follow this story, but he like, I feel like he did a good job of like planting you in there. I don't know. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. And it got, it gets freaking dark. I hate, I know he's probably a good actor, he is because I saw him in that Homecoming Prime show and he played a completely different character. But the dude who plays Lady Gaga's manager, 
who's like a douchebag and like tells Bradley Cooper he's probably going to relapse and stuff like that. Um, oh yeah, I yeah I I don't remember like that actor at all. Yeah, I don't. I just thought he was so annoying, but like he's that's probably his purpose in the movie, like to be annoying. But like yeah, like you're definitely meant to hate that character. Yeah. It was just like it's weird. Like whenever he came on, I was like, "Oh fuck this!" Like I don't need to watch this. But yeah, um, yeah, that and Honey Boy, like definitely, like maybe Beautiful Boy a little, but like it's weird. Like movies like that that like like tug at your heartstrings and like get a reaction out of you before you know you're reacting to it. Like that's not a frequent movie for me like it's not like something that happens all the time so like when it does it's very interesting i don't know yeah but it's like yeah i don't know it's like like i said like it's not all the time that that happens so like and i'm like a huge film nerd and i like watch all these movies and i like i'll come out and i'll be like that's a great movie like, I want to watch it again, but I don't know if you know what I'm saying. Like, that unique response where you're like, oh, I feel like, like, they knew, like, what I'm about in that movie or something. Like, yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, Honey Boy was cool. I also love, I love Lucas Hedges. I think it's funny. Like, him and Timothy Chalamet were on, like, Dude, the that same... guy is everywhere in A24. Yeah. That man is in every independent movie made yeah. in the past, like, four years yeah he was in Ever, um, manchester by the sea yeah i saw that then he goes does mid 90s ladybird like mm-hmm. that dude is everywhere now honey boy you see um you see waves no i didn't dude waves is like like waves gets heavy like probably right around the midpoint like something nuts goes on and then it like switches to the sister's perspective it's just like it's really i read the screenplay and like you've probably heard about like music is like built into that movie so like yeah in the screenplay it's like an action line and then it's like something about the aspect ratio and like what song is coming on in that moment like he knew he knew how he wanted like the beast to look before he kind of made it i feel like yeah no that's that's cool that's awesome that's yeah. really unique. I don't know what else is in my top five. I love, I love Django. I love how Leo gets introduced in Django, like just that quick zoom, and it's like him, like, hey, how, like it's really, yeah, yeah. Um, it's I don't know if it's my. It's like <laughs> Inglorious Bastards, like one of the best openings ever. Um, but there's certain story, like I almost wished. Like we focused on the bastards the whole time, like when it gets Baron Zemo guy or whatever. I was literally just gonna say whenever it was the storyline with Daniel Brohl, that that dude, and like the theater owner. I thought it was like, it was all right, and like Christoph Waltz is like making her shit her pants. He's like, oh, we would like you to host the movie at our theater or something, and it's like. Like Inglorious Bastards, I love, but there's certain parts of it like I didn't love. But did Django Unchained? I feel like I just kind of like follow it, and it's like very good. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know what else is in my top five though. Um, I'm trying to think like directors. 
Rushmore, maybe Rushmore. Wes Anderson? Yeah. Yeah. That's Jason, movie. Jason Schwartzman when he's like 12 or something. Like he's just, yeah, he that, yeah, that's that's a funky movie. Yeah. Wait, is that the one with like the like the, the train? That's the Darjeeling Limited, I think. Oh, okay. Three brothers. No, that's where um it's his second movie. It's Bill Murray and Jason Schwartzman. It's this like kid who goes to this private school. Um, he's in love with the teacher. The, kid that wore the hat. He was like a red hat. I think so. Yeah. And Bill Murray. Yeah. Bill Murray is also in love with the teacher, and it's like that. It's like this weird. It's interesting. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen that in a long time. Yeah, I think it's cool. Apparently, like his second movie after Bottle Rocket, I think Bill Murray's like the reason it got financed because I think Bill Murray's like, oh yeah, I'll do it, and then like, I don't know if it would have gotten made otherwise or not. But yeah, well now Bill Murray just does like all his movies. Yeah, I didn't see that Jim Jarmusch movie he was in that The Dead Don't Die movie. Like that stack, that cast was stacked but I just never checked it out because I heard it was, like, really bad. Yeah, I know somebody that saw it, and they, they felt it was, like, whatever. Yeah. When you get, like, a crazy cast like that, and then you're like, uh, I don't know. Like, uh, but yeah. yeah, no, I feel you. Yeah, Pat, I was going to say Pattinson, like, him and Shia are kind of having that thing where they, like, did something, and then they simmered down. And then now they're just like a part of like the main conversation. Maybe that's a good segue into Tenet. I don't know. But like, um, like Pattinson is just like, I love him. I always joke that he can do like more American accents than I can because he's done like a lot of them are obscure movies. He was in this damsel movie. That's really good. Um, he did good time where he's like Brooklyn um, I didn't see High Life, but he's done, like, so much. Yeah, it was, like, all of a sudden he was, like, to me, he was always that vampire dude. Yeah, same. Pilot, Edward. But then it was, like, I, like, when I saw how he, like, talked about it, like, all of a sudden I was, like, oh, shit, like, this guy was collecting a paycheck. Like, this guy was not, like, even though it's, like, I'm really good at not, like, keeping it an actor, you know, to that, like their big role. Yeah. Um, I just, I never took him serious. And then I saw Good Time and was like, okay, hell yeah. And then I saw The Lighthouse. Dude. Oh. And dude, that was crazy. Oh, I took people to see that in theaters um, while we were at school. And it was yeah. like, like, I took like, I took like two of my good friends um, and then like, like two, two girls that I was just super close with um, like this dude I ended up rooming with and even the people that it like, wasn't the like movie they would usually go to see, like they saw the lighthouse and they were like, okay, that was definitely something kind of special. Like it was, like just the one-to-one aspect ratio, like and like the grain, like it was just such a, it was so crazy that movie. Yeah, agreed. I love that they made that like, uh, like that lens, like they made yeah. that, like you know, like the replica <laughs> yeah. of like how a movie would have been made, like that, of like eighteen hundreds camera or something. Like it was nuts. Yeah, 
it was yeah. yeah that that movie was really just artistically well done yeah and i think um i don't know just watching it like so, he said something about like how making it was kind of like doing a two-man stage play or something because it's like mainly them the whole time yeah um, they just stayed in that town for the whole thing like yeah i, I read that, i read that pattinson was like frustrated by the amount of rehearsal time that went into it oh really because Willem Dafoe is a huge like stage actor. He's a big Broadway guy. And the director was making it, he was very like tedious about like their characters and like the movements they did and like what happened and how the scene was going to go. And Pattinson like said that he's just not used to that style. Like he need like he needs to like experience the character organically. So like doing things like robotically, like memorized, it like totally freaked him out. He was like wired out for a bit with that. But then, he, he said he adjusted and obviously he did a good job, but like, he did great, yeah. but he, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't click to that immediately. Like how they rehearsed it so tediously. Yeah. I feel like that would be somewhat me if I got something like that. Like I'm, I don't know. Maybe this is like, I need to, I obviously need to like broaden, but like, I like when it's like, Oh, I'm kind of playing, playing off of myself. Like it, it's a different character, but it's something I can like access as opposed to like I can almost compare like him doing that to like Rami playing like Freddie Mercury or something it's like this person moves a specific way they talk a specific way like it's definitely not as as like thoughtless not thoughtless as like just mind to body as something else might be like you definitely have to kind of like either think about it while you're doing it or get it so down into your muscle memory that it's like you are the character or something like it's not that's a lot of acting stuff i don't know yeah no yeah but yeah i don't know yeah no i like i could not come up with a top five yeah it's fine we we're not (laughs) i uh i mean i have ones that i know are on there at least right now and the only two i can say with confidence right now are just universally good fellas Okay. Yeah. Top, top of the line for me. Yeah, bang. Um, and like I said, right now, Peanut Butter Falcon, absolutely. Okay. Because did did you see it? Yeah. When I what what really drew me to it was the like the process behind why it was made. Yeah, I don't know if I learned as much about that. Like so, like basically, the, the two guys that made the film. Mm-hmm. They were like, just like looking for inspiration, like, and they were traveling. This, this is at least what I heard. Like, I might be messing up, like, why they were out or whatever. Um, and they ended up going to this, like, I, I don't know if they were volunteering or if they just happened to be passing through. Like, I don't know what happened, but they somehow ran into like a program or like a camp uh, or an event for like mentally disabled people. Yeah. They were talking and meeting them, like just learning about, you know, like their experiences and like what they're like, what they were going through. And then they, they met the guy, Zach. Yeah. Zach got Sagan. And when they talked to him, they were like, you know, what do you want to like, what do you want to do? Like, mm-hmm. like, what do you want to do with like your life? And he's like, I want to be a movie star. And they're like, well, you know, that's going to be tough, mm-hmm. you know, cause no one really writes roles for people with down syndrome. Yeah. And then he was like, why don't you do it then? <laughs> and they were like, 
all right, bet. Like, they were like, all right, let's do it. And then, like, I just love that, like, that was how it was. And then Shia LaBeouf was like, oh, hell yeah. He was like, this is amazing, which made me like him even more. He's like, yeah. and the reason I loved it so much is, like, it, for starters, it set out to be made with a purpose. Like, they, like, they had a message and a reason for doing it other than to like to entertain like they wanted to make something and shine a specific light on down syndrome and like that experience and then they did it really effectively yeah and they also like they brought like granted i don't have much experience or knowledge in like that realm of like the mentally disabled and their experience but i know that like one thing that like i can be guilty of doing or like other people can be guilty of doing is like when you interact with somebody that's disabled, like you don't treat them at your level. Like, like you'll like how the, like how his caretaker was like, Zach, like you need to like, you can't like tie your shoe. Like, let me tie your shoes. And Charlotte was like, yo, he can tie his fucking shoes. Like let him tie. Like he's not an idiot. Mm -hmm. And like that, like it won, it won an award like for that specifically. And like the actual representation of, people with special needs like and it was just it was so and like the way that he like the scene when they're laying on the beach and he's like I seriously like was sobbing when he was sitting there on the beach and he's laying down and he's like practicing his evil laugh because he's going to be a bad guy in uh the WWE okay I think yeah is that when they were like drinking a little and they were like eating and stuff yeah he's he's practicing his evil laugh because he has to be the bad guy in WWE yeah. And Shia LaBeouf was like, why do you want to be a bad guy? And he's like, well, I don't want to be. I have to be. And he's like, why? And he's like, because I have Down syndrome. And and he's like, what? And he's like, he's like, well, yeah, because, like, that's why, like, my family left me. Like, I'm the R word. Like, that's what everybody tells me. He's like, I'm a bad person. And he's like, what? He, like, and then Shia LaBeouf was like, dude, like, what? Like, dude, I was sitting there, I was like, hold. Because, like, you don't, like, think, like, about shit like that. Like, you don't yeah. think about, like, that's. And I, I remember just sitting there just being so. And then. When he's and Shia LaBeouf, like uh, his storyline is, you know, he was drunk and was driving his brother home and killed him. Uh, yeah, shit. I didn't remember it was Shia's fault, kind of. Yeah, I mean, and it was his fault. And then uh, when he's and Zach is like, well, I know, like you are a good person. Like he's like, I may be a good, person, but I know you're a good person. And just like that, it was just so. It was just the most genuine feel-good movie I've seen in so long. And, like, the way that it was just real. Like, the emotion was straight up. Like, it was shit that happens to people. Yeah. And it's complex. Like, Tyler could be seen as a not good guy by a lot of people. Yeah. But then you just see how he, like, behaves and his interaction. It was just these two characters just – and it was, I, I adore that movie. I, I will defend that movie yeah. in my death. Definitely. I saw it with my family when it came out in theaters, and I was like, usually – I think they wanted to see it as much as I did, but like usually whether it's in my living room or a theater, like if I take my family to see a movie, it's like, I don't know if they always like vibe with it or like full on love it, unless it's like widely recognized as like great or something. Like I think like Manchester by the sea, like not everyone in my family loved that. I definitely understand like why my younger sisters didn't, but like, like um peanut butter falcon we all saw it and we were all like oh like that was like a really good move like we just kind of it was well done and like i i do remember i kind of forgot about it but i like shia labeouf's storyline where it's like he's kind of 
tortured by like I characters like that are cool where they're like the past is kind of gripping on them. Yeah. Uh, and I love Zach in that movie. And I also love like I don't think it got nominated for any Oscars at all, but there was him and Zach were presenting um at the Oscars. And there was just like a lot of talk about like when they were promoting the movie, how like Shia was kind of like almost like a brother figure to Zach. Like apparently they were and are just like very tight. Oh yeah. No, in real life, they, they, they are straight up like, um, Shia was just talking about how, like after all that he had went through, like meeting and knowing Zach and like learning about like, just like the real shit that he had forgotten in all of his bullshit in his life, like was just reminded to him through Zach. Yeah. So like he really like latched on to Zach and like really loves him. Yeah. That's cool. I I just remember I've only seen it once, but I remember being like like oh this was just like a really good like it was I don't know. It was like a good movie. I just remember that. But yeah. I like Shia. Like wanna see what he's doing now other than that movie. Um the one thing you said something about Marvel and it's like, I feel like the Marvel movies that like have not come out yet are probably some of the ones that I'm most looking forward to of like any of them. Like Multiverse of, Multiverse of Madness is what I'm okay. most fucking hyped for. I was thinking about um, Multiverse of Madness should be cool because I think it's like Doctor Strange, Scarlet Witch and the multiverse um it's supposed to be a horror movie like, i heard, like, I heard they had to walk back on that a little i heard like they had to kind of augment that i don't know if it's a new director but i heard it was it was gonna be like a really scary and i was like super down for that kind of like new mutants is like supposed to be um new mutants has been delayed like four times i that think it's five or something yeah it's yeah. like that movie's gone through some shit and I think like now it might actually be in theaters if I remember correct, like it's going to be, but um, I was thinking the first two that came to my mind were um, Thor four and the Eternals, like Eternals, like uh, just the stack, the, I keep saying the stack, like the cast is ridiculous. The stack stacks. is crazy for that movie. Um, also just like, I'm not a game of Thrones dude, but I know the, two people from that are in it um i used to watch silicon valley and like i just love the storyline of kumail nanjiani and this movie where he was like a regular person and then he got the role and then he's like he's like yo i'm gonna um i'm gonna actually become like stupid ripped for this and apparently like that wasn't what was required of him like it was probably like he had to get in shape but like not like this like he went to a trainer picked out like this Bollywood star and was like, I want to look like this dude. And there was this like armchair expert podcast with like Dak Shepard. And he had Rob Michelinie from always sunny and Kumail on this podcast, just to talk about men's bodies for two hours. And I'm like biking around listening. It's so funny. It was like really good. Um, apparently there's like a Bollywood dance sequence in the Eternals. And I'm just like, I don't know what that's going to look like, but um, <laughs> yeah. And then Thor 4, 
Natalie Portman coming back and apparently Lady Thor. Um, I read that when it came out, the comic, where it was like she has Jane Foster as cancer um, and Thor's not worthy anymore, which I think is currently like the storyline. He's like, he's just Odin's son. Like he has Jean Bjorn the axe, but he's not like Thor. Um, and then Jane Foster becomes picked by Mjolnir or however you say it as like the new worthy person. Um, so she's like Thor and she's going around like space and stuff like that. But every time she like puts down the hammer and comes out of it, like she's weaker. So it's like, it's just this really great story. Um, and I, I don't know if they're going to incorporate that at all, but I'd love to like see Natalie Portman back in there. Yeah. She, my only thing is like she, and then actually, I guess I can't blame her because the role was like not good. Like it was like a pretty boring part. Yeah. But like, I just didn't like that she like dipped mm-hmm. and then decided to come back like once they handed her like something like that. But, but, and I wouldn't mind it if she was like, well, yeah, now the role has like substance and I love that. And I was like, yeah, no, that's fair. But like her excuse was, well, Thor 3 took place in space. I was on Earth. Yeah. I'm like, it's very clear that they wrote you out and everybody knows about, like, you're, yeah. you not wanting to do it. Like, the fact that you didn't publicly just, like, be like, yeah, nah, I, you know, I just, I didn't really like the, where the character was at. I didn't feel like being the damsel in distress anymore. But then when they yeah. get, like, you know what I mean? It just, like, she, she's just being so, like, I don't know. But yeah. I'm excited for it, for sure. I agree. Yeah, Thor 4. I don't know what else they have on the docket. I don't have Disney Plus, so it's, like... Mm. Apparently, you need to watch these TV shows when they come out if you want to be like kept up on the MCU. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm totally excited for them. Yeah, it's supposed to come out in August, the first one, but the it's not anymore. Well, yeah, because they still have to shoot the rest of it. But um, yeah. What do you What do you think of Mysterio as a villain? I kind of, for most of the movie, I dug Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, he was probably like my favorite part of that movie. Oh yeah, I liked I liked that. I thought they, they handled Mysterio really well. Mm-hmm. Especially if you didn't know who he was. Like, yeah. that's the thing. It's like, in, for 40 years, however, longer than that, 80 years that Spider-Man's been around, like, the, uh, like, Mysterio was always just, like, a shitty dude. Like, he yeah. was never, like, this hero. Like, he was always the bad guy and like, yeah. the anime. Spider-Mans and stuff. So then, like, I knew it. So I was sitting there. I'm like, come on. I'm like, when is he going to go oh, back? That, the Mysterio quote-unquote twist. Yeah. Like, oh, he's a bad guy? Yeah, I, I was like, yeah. Yeah. I remember I was like, as soon as Tom Holland was like, no, like, you should, you should have these glasses. I went, okay, here it is. Mm-hmm. I was like, let's go. And he put them on, and I went, oh, man yeah <laughs> yeah and then so like that i was like i like if i hadn't known about mysterio i think that would have been awesome yeah one of my favorite scenes in the movie is where like tom holland leaves the bar and jake just because it's jake gyllenhaal like when tom holland leaves the bar he's like all right everybody get the fuck out you with like the optics and making me look like that, like that was fucking great. And he's like congratulating everybody. Like, I just think it's so 
it's like him coming alive. And I thought it was so good where he's just like, Oh, it was awesome. I yeah. loved that. He's like you for making it like look like I was flying or something like that was beautiful. Um, and I just like love Jake Gyllenhaal as an actor. I don't know if you've seen prisoners, but that's like, I have always wanted to see it. Never got, I just never watched yeah. it. I saw it probably winter break ish. Um, it's him, Hugh Jackman, Denis Villeneuve, who's making like Dune, who made Sicario and stuff like that, and Blade Runner 2049. Paul Dano, right? He's like the... Paul Dano plays like this demented kind of dude in it. Well, he's, he's made to seem like that. He, he's got a story. But um, Hugh Jackman, who I forgot, like was not American, is great in that movie. Um, yeah. Australian. <laughs> yeah, he's... Yeah, he's... Yeah, he's. I never know how I feel about him, but mm -hmm. I like him. Yeah, I saw this Bad Education movie with Hugh Jackman, HBO movie, but it was yeah like, about like the corrupt school system, yeah. right? Yeah, see, it wasn't bad. It was pretty interesting. That's but, cool. You hear about Dune at all? The Shaolin. Yeah, when I found that it was coming out, I uh, tried to read the book, and it was so fucking boring. I've never yeah. read anything so boring in my life. So my I don't. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know if I, um, you know, I don't know how I'm going to feel about the movie. I'm probably, unless he cuts out, like, a good 300 pages of that book, I'm probably going to be bored at first. So my friend's reading it, and he said, like, he, I guess he's into it, but apparently Dune's going to be, like, a two-parter, and apparently, like, the first part is all, like, the politics and stuff like that, and the second um, part is like the war and I'm like, oh shit, dude. Like if you're if you're using the first movie to sell people on it, like you might be in trouble. But it's Warner Bros, like Timothy Chalamet, Javier Bardem, Josh Brolin. Oh yeah, Oscar, it's crazy. Oscar Isaac, who I'm like just is great, is playing Timmy's dad. And I just think that's like so whack. Like it's so Yeah, I don't know if you know like the story of Dune at all. No, not really. But, I know there's yeah. like stand but yeah, the um, the Oscar Isaac Timothy Chalamet thing. You'll be you'll be interested to watch. All I heard is there's like a father son dynamic. Like beyond that, I know nothing. But there's yeah, something. it's like yeah, it, yeah. It's it's. I guess the plot is a lot. Like you expect that the story is one thing, and it like is not. Um. But then um the guy the guy that Jason Momoa plays is is gonna be a cool part. Okay. And then Stallone. same thing with Josh Josh Brolin and Jason Momoa's parts are probably the two coolest guys, the two yeah. best. Duncan Idaho and um forget, like Skull yeah, Josh is like weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like Jason Momoa is playing just like a badass soldier. He's just like an army. Like, he just shreds people. Dude, apparently, he's, like, shaven, and his hair is short in that one picture. I'm like, yes, you made Jason Momoa, like, cut his hair. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, like, Stellan Skarsgård apparently plays one of the villain-like characters in that movie. He's, like, I guess they have to do, like, they had to do props on his face or something. Like, I guess he looks kind of monstrous this villain like he doesn't look totally human yeah i forget what it is yeah i don't like i didn't really pay attention like he he like i didn't get far enough in the book mm -hmm. like he 
was introduced like very briefly and just was like he's kind of like a Darth Sidious if you okay. know Star kind of yeah. like the like that yeah. sort of situation he's like we can't let this happen blah, blah, blah. And, like you know what I mean like, that's basically all I really saw from him I gotcha I'm just excited because it's like I think I have an unhealthy obsession with like Timothy Chalamet and Adam Driver just like whatever they do I'm like I'm like all right I'm there um because like girls I think we talked about it like I think girls is like a legit good show like Lena Dunham's show because Adam Driver just plays her love interest for like the five or so seasons and I think it's like he's just like this weird dude and he has like he's complex and I just think it's like very interesting um as a show it's like Lena Dunham's kind of like debut I think it's cool yeah 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 is there? I feel like we've we've almost exhausted all the topics for today. Is there? Is there anything else? Yeah, we nailed it. We just kept going. We just kept yeah. finding little and just yeah. going down. I don't think it went like where we planned, but I feel like it was still it was still. Yeah, no, it was a worthy conversation. Yeah, it was game. I liked it. But yeah, we should totally like do this again one time. Oh yeah, absolutely. Once you get a once you get a couple more episodes out, yeah. maybe some more. Yeah. <laughs> can't have you like two times in a row that'll seem like needy it's like it's like who's your guest for uh episode three i'm like oh um gary's gary was actually free he's just gonna like come back and do another one people are like oh. he'll be yeah. around yeah <laughs> they're like oh so you like don't have anyone cool <laughs> Is it, oh nice all right Probably. yeah <laughs> all right we're cool, doing man thanks fun yeah it was a very good time thanks a lot we'll for talk coming. again yeah, I'm sure we'll you. keep up our independent conversations. Yeah, and when we get back to Drexel, <laughs> we got to catch some of the pre-2021 fair, if there's anything coming out in the fall. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But thanks for coming on, man. I'll talk to you. Yeah, dude, thanks for having me. I'll see you around. Peace.